0: Do you want to slate it yourself? Yeah, why not? Okay, cool.
1: So we just go ready and.
0: And then you just drop it. Just... Yes, it's similar to that. Okay. We can do it one more time. <laughs> it's like, uh, Fundi Podcast. This is the Sandra episode and action. Yeah. Nice. Welcome to the Fundi Podcast. My name is Joby. You can also call me Joby1 if you want. At Joby1Time on Instagram. Uh, today's episode is going to be really cool. I've got a great friend of mine. Her name is Sandra heremsa she's a real estate entrepreneur with over 12 years experience she's the head of urban trend which is a property sales development and management company ladies and gentlemen all your property questions are about to be answered rock on
1: But I would say, if you're a first-time buyer, I would I would look for a new development um, somewhere where you know there's growth, um, there's no transfer duties, and then wait. You know, buy something and wait two years and then sell it.
0: The Fundi Podcast is proudly brought to you by the Mesa Fundi, powered by Windows 10 Professional. The Mesa Fundi flexibility reimagined. Thanks for being here, Sandra.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, awesome that you could pop in. You know, um, one of the things I've always been uh, fascinated by is uh, property and your background with not only property sales, but development as well. I wanted to sit down and just have a chat about how does one get into property? How did you get into it? How did you know this was the path to go on? And these are all the questions in my head.
1: Um, when I started, I studied psychology. Um, yeah, I've got a three-year degree in psychology. I've got uh-huh. an honours in psych. Uh-huh so after my four years um i didn't even think i'd get into property at all it was something that was that happened by mistake actually really i tried out for my master's program they selected eight students all the eight students were over 30 years old i was 23 at the time Mm. if i look back it it was meant to happen that way yeah not making it into the master's program forced me into a different field because you you can't really get a job in psychology if you don't have your masters so i actually went to um a, a recruitment agency mm. Kelly Girls and they loved my interview they actually hired me to, do, to do HR yeah. so I did human resource for literally three months yeah. and then after that I got a job in a golf estate which was Gardner Ross then which is yeah. now Copperleaf yeah. working there I did corporate membership selling a corporate membership yeah. and in the three months after working there that actually the sales position opened and they said to me what do you feel about working in sales in property and I said well I've never done property in my life but uh-huh. it sounds interesting yeah. you know and it's with people so why not
0: you, you're kind of very driven you know what you want when you want to get it done where did you get that that knack for being as prepared as you are
1: so mm. i grew up with a father that was an extreme entrepreneur always developed his own businesses we known as tradesmen and mm. tradesmen are you know the entrepreneurs yeah so i think it stems from that type of growing up what i'm used to what i'm sur- what i was surrounded by growing up you know seeing my dad always hustling And it was a hustle. It's literally, it's dedication, it's hard work, pushing the boundaries and never giving up.
0: How do you guys manage for those months where a property hasn't sold? How do you balance your cash flow so that you're not having a panic attack.
1: I think in, in any agency, I think it's important to have a variety of properties available mm. at any given time. Um, let's say your, your lower value properties, Yes. you have those to float you. You also have your rentals because you'll always see when the property market is down, in other words, when it's a buyer's market and not a seller's market, yes. you'll find that the rental market is improved.
0: Uh, there's a debate that some of my friends have been having uh, uh, online lately, And that debate is, um, should one uh, rent or should they buy?
1: Your goal should be to buy. You know, wherever you are committed to buy, or where you want to buy, you need to obviously understand the trend of what's happening in that area. Mm. Is there growth in that area? What is the values around the property that you're looking to buy? Mm. Has there been growth over the last six months, over the last year? Mm. And then you judge it from that. I mean, if I look at the estate where we sold, there was two years of stagnation where there was no value growth in the stands. Then there was a new developer that took over. And I mean, there was people that were making 30 to 50% um, profit on just buying a stand and selling it with in the next like a year or two years location is very important yes. where are you buying understand the market that's going you know what's happening around that area and then if you buy from the developer that's also key because you it? save on the transfer duties look at it as a, as a balloon a balloon can only obviously be blown up to uh, so much capacity or so Bleacher. much air can go in Bleacher so if you're buying a property where it's it's already blown up to its full capacity obviously the chances to make money is very slim it's done it's done unless you improve the property increasing its square meters or maybe changing the interior and that type of thing or you know of something else that's coming around that property that's going to increase its value
0: do you advise people to um i guess if they don't have a real estate background is it advisable for them to buy a property then Fix it up and then flip it. It can be dangerous territory mm. trying to fix it.
1: I think if you've never done it before it is. Yeah. If you're not in the industry of let's say building or haven't built before, you can actually spend three times the amount of money Absolutely. that you should actually spend. If you've done your homework, it could be a different story. But I would say if you're a first-time buyer, I yeah. would I would look for a new development um, somewhere where you know there's growth, um, there's no transfer duties yeah. and then wait, you know, buy something and wait two years and yeah. then sell it. Um, if if you've done that a few times and you want to flip and you want to buy something that's a little bit old and improve it yeah. and you and you've you've done the research on the market around that property, yeah. then I would say yeah. I mean, look, changing insides is fine. I mean, if yeah. you're going to chop out tiles and change the bathrooms yes. and maybe do a few you know colours here and then wallpaper and and yeah. do the interior. Yeah. Different to adding a room, very true. you know, yeah, th- that type of thing. Changing the structure of the house is very different to changing the interior of the house.
0: And having all your 12 years of experience, if you were to advise yourself again mm-hmm. in how you've collected your current portfolio of property, what would you do differently?
1: I would have thrown more money into the land. Yeah. Okay. And then either did building packages for clients. Jesus. Yes. Or or actually um, yeah, or actually where, just, where or it's just like flip a it. land and
0: home package. That's it. Uh-huh. That's it. And yeah. Then?
1: The longer that you actually have that that property as yeah. you know under your name.
0: The more it's costing you. The more it's
1: costing you because you're paying your rates and taxes, you're paying yes. your levies. So yes. and, and it's staying vacant because you don't want to rent it out either. Yeah. Um, if you want to flip it. Yeah. So, I mean, the properties we currently have, we rent out too. Yes. You know, um, and, and that obviously generates income and it covers all the costs and all of that. But it's it's very important that the funding is done initially. You, you've you done your costing yeah. to hear when your house is finished or let's say your the, let's say turnkey project or whatever is finished. Yeah. Do you want to rent it out? Do you want to sell it? Um, how quick can you sell it? Mm. What market are you in? Um, that type of thing. I think we won't build a house um, or let's say spec houses and try and sell it, yeah. unless it's a development.
0: In the middle of all of this, you decide to enter Mrs South Africa. Mm. What's going on here? <laughs> why, why take on so many different things? What, 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 was the, what inspired you to do that move?
1: Together, my husband and I decided well, I'm going to do this journey of Mrs South Africa,
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, which started now in February. And not knowing that I was, you know, going to now start yeah. a whole new brand, you know, in real estate. But I think it the 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 best time is now. Yeah. While you pushing your limits, extending your boundaries of what I'm doing now in this journey of this yeah. South Africa, it's the it's actually the perfect time because I, th- I believe, like, if you are busy doing, if you're busy changing and mm-hmm. you're involving yourself, why not? Why not get into, uh, you know, a, a new business?
0: You also do quite a bit of work, not only from a mentoring perspective, uh, but also from just community efforts and so forth. And mm. I'll, I'll illustrate it with this, just because, again, we know each other, yeah, but other people don't know this story, mm. you know. One day, uh, you randomly send me a WhatsApp and you're like, hey, what are you doing for Mandela Day? And I I, I, say, I, say back to her, I say, oh, I was thinking we could give away 67 sandwiches. So, you know, I'm like, number 67, uh, it's Madiba Day. Yeah. L- let's give away 67 sandwiches is what I say back to her. <laughs> she calls me and then she goes, that's crazy that you say that. Because she's like, I've got this, uh, the spa in uh, Nandi at the R55 Spa. She's like, They've donated bread, and cheese, and ham, and tomatoes, and me and the kids are making sandwiches for my DVD. And she's like, do you and the kids wanna join us and, and the team, and let's make sandwiches? And I go, shut the front door. Like, how <laughs> the hell are you so prepared? Where does that part of you come, come from? It's
1: preparation. Is it? If you are prepared, Um, you know just in in every aspect I mean with the Mrs. South Africa journey for example um, you know I have a coach and every month take every month and just decide have a theme decide what you're going to be doing in terms of even you know plan for your business yeah. plan for your family yeah. plan for mr south africa so and that's exactly that so i mean when 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 it was mandela day i knew exactly you know i want to do the sandwiches yeah. there was other stuff that i was going to do anyway and um so i already had it planned out yeah. so it's just about preparation preparation is key if you're not prepared you're going to fail
0: that day you fed so many people you helped feed so many people and cool i was just a little vessel in the, in the mix of it but that was like so freaking cool. And I, 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 and I admire that about you. And I was just like, geez, I wonder what she's going to do next Mandela Day. You know, I'm always like, what what what's next? What are we doing next year?
1: Well, this is the amazing thing about the Mr. South Africa journey, yeah. you know, is that, um, you know, there's obviously part of it. And many people think it's a pageant. Yeah. And as much as it is a pageant, it's actually an empowerment program. Mm. And the other part of it is the Women for Women Foundation. And, mm. you know, being an ambassador... Um, or, ra- you know, we we, we we meant to put ourselves out there to do these charity events, to ah. raise money for, these, for the Women For Women Foundation. So Mandela Day, obviously, was something which was our own initiative.
0: Yeah. I, I love the um, those other work that you do, uh, specifically around, because uh, you're really huge on mentorship. Mm. And I know that you mentor other people that want to be in real estate, mm. and that you've, specifically women, you know, mm-hmm. you love empowering women and making sure that women come together, because mm. you do have another event where women do come together, yes. and, and and you help each other from a business and a real estate <clears throat> perspective. <clears throat> when did that start, and what what drove you to do this?
1: Obviously, working in their states, it, uh, you know, in their state for a long time, you get to obviously meet the other women, and um, they they were my clients, and they become friends. Mm-hmm. And the the biggest thing that, that let's say women, I think, lack is obviously networking events. Mm. So all the idea that I I wanted was for the women in the community to get together, to get to know one another. Also, you know, obviously personal level and then also understanding, you know, what what job do you do or what corporate are you, or what, you know, what service do you offer? Mm. If I can help you, you can help me. If I use Mm. your services, you can use my services. So I got introduced to Women for Women Foundation. I just thought that these women that are, are very like-minded. They're yes. all driven. Yes. They either own their own businesses or they incorporate. That we can get together and um, take these workshops that Women for Women offer to our, ex- you know, to our surrounding communities in the un- underprivileged communities, and mm. actually take. So these workshops, you it's, it's literally self-development um, for, for girls, usually between the ages of 16 and 18, preparing them for um, job interviews, how to write a CV, um, giving them life skills, basically, mm. you know, when they leave school. And then obviously um, identifying, and that, that comes from the, the mentorship program. Where um, these women that I met now in, in my community,
0: yeah. if
1: they wanted to adopt a girl yeah. and actually mentor them for the year, yeah. then we can actually do that.
0: What do you want to achieve next? What are you driving towards? Mm-hmm. And then after that, I want to know if I want to be in this property thing, or if I if I want to if I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm aspiring. Ha, ha, what what are the what are the life lessons you think that you've learned along the way that kind of say? Hey, these are the three things I think, you here are my three pointers
1: for you. It's still the foundation phases. The development team is a lot further ahead than we are, for the property team. The property team only started about two months ago, but yeah. we've got everything. Our foundations are almost set. Yeah. Um, our vision is to start an estate, yeah. uh, to focus on properties within estates, starting in Cougarsdorp, moving our way through to Centurion, Stain City, Danefern, yeah. um, and then right up to Pretoria you know, Pretoria East. Yeah. And then also focusing on developments. I yeah. mean, we've actually got a few mandates, quite big, quite big developments, where yeah. we've got to obviously now sit and, and look at a strategy on how we're going to be marketing going forward. Yeah. Um, but our, our vision for the property side is to incorporate the youth into real estate. Mm. I think, you know, being in the real estate for 12 years, I've realized that the youth is not dominant in this industry. Mm. And our, our aim is to actually train up and raise up younger real estate agents. Yes. You know what I mean? And you'll find speaking to to a lot of people that, that, that are interested in the industry, yeah. they want to know more. They want to get involved. Absolutely. Um, and they're interested. Yeah.
0: And I love that vision and, mm. and I love the fact that you really want to empower and build and create and transfer skills mm. um, the other thing I love is that when I've met your business partners mm. I thought to myself how did they pick these guys I mean it's you've got such a great team you guys are all different yeah but i can see what value everybody brings to the table yes. uh, what criteria do you and your, and your husband go through when you're selecting business partners i
1: think we all found each other yes. in a sense um it wasn't that we were we didn't go out to look for partners yes, so that wasn't yes. that wasn't the first initial thinking i mean the thinking was to develop this company and yes. and obviously our own brand yes um the the partners that let's say we chose and chose us and it was a mutual thing was exactly like you said it's the fact of how you know we we all add certain value mm. to the company mm. certain things that i won't be able to do my partner will be able to do Absolutely. and it and it and it's around and that basically goes for network the wisdom that they can give mm. and not them but their their parents for example mm. can give to us as mm. young younger the younger generation is something you can't buy
0: Sandra, thank you so much for being on the fundi podcast
1: yes thank you for having me
0: <laughs> it was awesome i've learned some uh, real estate tips and i've learned to mentor and share some more thank you so much awesome and i Thanks hope you Sophie.
1: win thank you
0: i'm rooting for you the fundi podcast is proudly brought to you by the mesa fundi powered by windows 10 professional the mesa fundi flexibility reimagined